yes, Nal Natura, the leading track from Summers Over, the new EP from Josh, and he joins us here in the studio today. How are you doing, Josh? I'm all good, thank you. Thank you so much for having us on, man. No, thank you. And for those of you that don't know who Josh is, no, I don't know at this point how you wouldn't know who Josh is, especially from Manchester, South Asian Creative. Give the people like a little bit of background on you. My name is Josh, I'm an artist from Manchester. I'm a singer and producer. I've been doing music for a, for a, few, for a few years right now. And um, you know, I started off producing, making beats, and then you know, I started singing. And uh, my music is just a fusion of hip hop, R&B, Punjabi. Um, you know, I spit in both languages. And um, yeah, I've just most recently released my first EP called Summer's Over. Obviously, we're going to talk loads about the EP, but thinking about what's led up to that, um, we're just talking off air about how you've done so much in such a short period of time because you're 19, about to turn 20, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like. I think, did you get your first official track released at 18 or 17? Yeah, so I was um, I was 18 when I kind of find, found my sound and, um, you know, I released my first, I call it my first proper single, Company, and, uh, you know, that got picked up by by BBC Asian Network, Big Up Bobby Friction, and, um, you know, since then, I've just been dropping, you know, singles, and um, I've collabed with a few artists, and, um, yeah, just dropped my first body of work. So what was it that led up to that before, when you were 18 and you dropped company, what was it before that that had led to being, this is what I want to do, I want to release music, like were you interested in it at school or was it just one of many hobbies? Yeah, I mean, I think from early it was just, you know, my main interest. Obviously I was interested in, you know, different things. As you go through school, you, you know, you got loads of interest, but music's the one that, that stuck. So, um, you know, I started playing piano when I was about five and then, um, you know, I started making beats on like an iPad when I was about 12, 13 or something. And then, you know, I moved on to, you know, making beats on a laptop and then I started experimenting with um, like recording my voice and then singing. And then, um, you know, I found out that I had like such a passion for songwriting and, you know, just telling my own story through music and uh, yeah, it's just stuck since then. Yeah, you know what, that is actually so interesting hearing you talk about, oh yeah, I was um, outside making beats on an iPad, then moved on to a laptop, and you just told me as well how the first song they made wasn't even your own laptop, it was your dad's, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's really interesting to hear you speak about that, it makes me think maybe for the future, um, for artists that will come after you, that it's not easier but certainly more accessible for people to start making music from that young age whereas obviously before when technology wasn't as um accessible as it is um you obviously have to properly book out studio time this that the other whereas you obviously if, if you were 12 and like playing on an ipad and that's where that sparked that passion yeah. then obviously why can't happen for anyone else i mean you know I hear a lot of excuses from like younger artists coming up and you know saying oh I haven't got money for a laptop for for studio for this and that but you know I just started on not even an iPad it was an iPhone just my dad's phone and um, you know you can literally start from anything like I remember just recording like with that iPhone mic and just making tracks and you know I like you said it is you know really accessible nowadays. Coming back to the present now obviously you've just dropped last Monday to the 13th um, your debut EP is four tracks. It's the first project as such that's like, I 
suppose like EPs that they're kind of meant to take you on a journey or be like they're going to have a certain feel to it. So what was it that made you think, okay, because obviously you've dropped a number of singles, both as a producer, as a main artist, etc. But what was it that made you think, okay, this is the point at which I want to drop this project and this is why like this music is the right way to do it. You know, as you chatted with uh, Sam Malik the other day, you know, I was a participant in one of his projects um, called Level Up at Contact in Manchester. And, um, you know, the end goal of that project is kind of that each artist produces their own EP. But, um, you know, more than that, I just had about 20, 30 songs on my laptop. And, uh, you know, you know, a lot of them were worthy of, of being in a body of work together. And, you know, when you have that many songs then you know why drop them as singles you know especially if they relate to each other and and have that story so you know i reached a decision of like four songs that all shared kind of the same concept and you know sonically they fit together as well so um you know if you notice through all of them they each i intended it to be like each one is a different stage of relationship so you know it starts with knowledge which is quite happy like just typical love song and then you know as you get to falling and, and still mind the bonus one you know it's kind of like the breakup stage of the relationship and um, you know just sonically they all sound like that post summer vibe so that's where the title summer's over comes from because you know i think they all have quite hard hitting you know hip-hop trap drums but the melodies are quite soft and, and soulful and you know quite gives that chill vibe of, of that post summer feeling i think when was the main making of the EP? Like, when did most of the work go in towards it then? So it was just over over lockdown. So, you know, just me, just locked in my bedroom, literally just put, um, you know, was making all these tracks. And um, I think Nal Nachida was the first one that I made. And, you know, that was about in January. So, you know, we spent a, a long time on it, you know, trying, trying to perfect each one. Speaking about that first track as well, was it always intended that you were going to have a feature on it with Dada Flow or was that a new addition later on? I had like half the song pretty much done, so everything apart from Dada Flow's verse. And, um, you know, I remember I was listening to Bobby Friction on, on Asian Network and I heard uh, one of Dada Flow's tracks, 47 Gang. And, um, you know, I thought it was quite hard, like, you know, you don't hear many Punjabi rappers from Pakistan, especially. And, um, you know, then I heard Bobby say that he's from Manchester. And I was like, oh, damn, I got a collab with this guy. Like, you know, we're making, we're in the same scene. We're from the same city. So, you know, I reached out to him and I said, you know, like, yo, I got this open verse on one of my tracks doing a hop on it. And then, you know, I, I think he fit really nicely because obviously most of his stuff is more hip hop and, and rap. But Nal Nechada is, is a love song. And um, you know, I thought it'd be good for him to get some, you know, just a, just a different style of track for him. You know, it makes him more versatile. And um, yeah, I think he's a sick like contrast to my voice as well. And uh, you know, just really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny as well because I think I can actually remember that I was tuned in for that episode of Bobby Friction as well. Right. And, and that sticks in my mind. I remember it was in the car. I went to Little. I was in the car. Yeah. And I think that the fact that that stuck in my head just shows like obviously it wouldn't have stuck in my head if I didn't listen to it. And I was like, oh, there's something really cool about the way that he raps. And also the whole Italian side to it yeah, as well. Yeah. It's like a new edition. But yeah, definitely a good edition for you to have on the first track of the EP. So, obviously you've said how these four tracks are all sonically the same and they're talking about um, stages of a relationship. Was that 
sort of reflecting on your own experience or was that like sort of um, taking from other people and putting that into music because obviously I'm aware like I'm, I'm saying this is I got into the relationship that I'm in at the age of 19 so obviously like yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not discrediting that in any way but obviously you are like still quite young so how do and the mu listen to the music it does sound very mature so I'm curious as to how that actually came about yeah I mean you know they all come from past experience but um you know each track was it was different it didn't initially i didn't initially have that have that story in my head but you know all the tracks come from past experience and you know i just kind of drew the dots afterwards if that makes sense we're gonna play come through and fall in now which are tracks two and three um any final stuff that you want to tell the listeners before we play just to have in mind or just yeah i mean um kind of just listen out for the the asian influence on on like the hip-hop beats and you know maybe just think about how like i've incorporated my heritage into into the music you say that's like quite important to you then yeah yeah definitely you know just bringing both sides of my identity together what was it about still mine which is the last track that we played that made it want to be a bonus track rather than just track number four you know i feel like by falling the story's pretty much told itself do you know um you know the breakup stage has gone past which still still mine you know i feel like it's just a little sidetrack and um you know also musically i think the other three are just stronger and um you know yeah i, th I think that's literally it just because it's a, it's a like a almost sidetrack to the to the story obviously this is for th or three essentially three main tracks and a bonus track yeah um do you feel like, was there ever a time where you were like, oh, I want to include a few more songs or, oh, actually, I want to maybe restrict it down to three or was, were they always the four tracks that you had intended for this summer's over EP? Like I said, we started from about 20, 30 tracks and, um, you know, initially I think I wanted about five and then, um, you know, one of them, it didn't quite fit the concept and, you know, I thought instead of trying to force five onto it, you know, I'd just stick to the ones that, that are stronger and uh, the ones that flow well but um you know those ones like they're just safe for other times for other projects hopefully in the future you are a producer as well as an artist so were you producing all of these tracks yourself as well yeah yeah all 100 percent me wow so what's that process like then do you find you like yourself checking yourself a bit more like because you're viewing it from the producer seat as well as the artist seat or do you find it's completely 100% a bonus or do you find yourself maybe overthinking a bit too much sometimes yeah I mean I think every producer has that that, that overthinker in, inside them and you know it's a lot of effort when when you think about it because you're, you're recording all the vocals you're producing the tracks and you know there was little times you know as as we were sending off the masters to get mustered you know there was, there was the, those moments where you think oh you know can I increase the high end at, at this point or maybe I should just chop the chorus off you know maybe you know all of those little worries and, and changes that you might want to make but um yeah do you know overall I, I think i like being in control of that process and i don't think i could ever do it like just give up that give up that job to anyone you know i, I like control over the whole music so do you see yourself maybe as someone I, I, i'm struggling to think of someone now but someone who is a producer artist rather than just an artist is that how you want to be viewed yeah definitely you know I, f I feel like being a producer comes with that that you know level of control like i said 
And I think as well, obviously, you talked about listening out for the Asian influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how do you go about, like, do you prefer using samples or do you prefer creating your own new, um, <clears throat> like, dedications to your heritage? Or how do you go about, how do you go about making that inclusion? Yeah, I mean, you know, every, every single track is different. So, um, and you know, it's not forced either. It's something that always comes natural. And if I'm trying to force something into, you know, trying to sound Asian to conform, then, you know, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. And I just end up scrapping it. But, um, you know, for example, with Come Through, what you just heard, there's like a sitar that's layering the vocal melody. And um, so that's something I played in on, on like keyboard myself, um, you know. But with uh, Falling, there's a there's an Asian sample of the song Bote Jatande. Uh, by the legend Surinder Shinde and that's that chopped up melody loop that plays in the start and you know that was the whole foundation of, of the song and then I built everything on top of that so yeah it varies from, from song to song and um, you know you might remember uh, my song Janet with Freezy Big Up Freezy and um, even songs like Be Mine uh, Call On Me with Hannah Malik um, you know they all have their they all have the Asian influence but they're all done in different ways yeah that's cool as well that it's not just Obviously, this isn't discrediting anyone that does do this, but taking a sample, like, and just kind of speeding it up, slowing it down, jumping yeah. in, like, each one is doing that little bit, something different to it. Yeah. yeah Maintaining yeah. variety, which, obviously, you, like, we've spoken just now as well, how you do do so much, and so much different stuff as well, which is a real credit to your craft as well. Yeah, thank you. Thinking about the future now, obviously, you've got your Monday Night Night on the 3rd. Yeah, that's right. Corona permitting, fingers crossed. But yeah. like, yeah, looking forward to seeing you there. And um, will that be just the EP performing or other tracks? Or? Yeah, so um, it'll be all of the EP and um, you know some of my older tracks and then some unreleased ones, some exclusive ones. And then, um, you know, maybe a surprise at the end, I might bring on a few special guests. Okay. I won't say too much. I wonder who it could be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Bye, radio. I've always been impressed with the amount of stuff that you've done. So, I thought we'd play a little bit of a game. Alright. Which, yeah, which I'm going to give you the headphones for because I don't think I can play out. Cool. So, what we're going to do is I have loaded up five five second clips of tracks that you have been involved in either as an artist or a producer okay and reverse them right okay so the um the aim of the game is for you to identify what track it is that i've done now some of them are probably a bit easy some of them might be a bit difficult right watch you go and get all five straight away now but like (laughs) if you do obviously you know your stuff i'll be disappointed if i don't get all five (laughs) (laughs) this is track number one so if you let me know after you've heard it what what track of yours do you think this is? Correct. Right, so we got one for one. Yeah, so I'll start off with a bit of an easy one there, because yeah, obviously yeah. you've heard that loads recently. So moving on to track number two. Call on me by Hannah Malik. Oh, 
It's definitely definitely not me. <laughs> Punjabi Boys by Kora Malik and What's mine? There we are. <laughs> That's what we have to bring. <laughs> Oh, that was gonna be the one to get you out. Yeah, I almost didn't get it to be fair. <sighs> Trying them before. Monday lit by Kami Kane, Lucky, Dada Flow, Freezy, and my stuff. I'm so used to making quizzes and stuff yeah. and making it too hard and then yeah. they just get zero. I feel like it's better for people to at least get them all right than to get them all wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like this last one as well. I don't know, maybe it'll throw you off. Do you want me to just get it wrong on purpose? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to, I would be against it. That was Be Mine by Freezy featuring myself. You know what? Why are you going to be such a nerd, George? <laughs> like, honestly. I'm a puppet nerd, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Like I was saying before, though, obviously, all of those tracks are very different in their own way, and it is really cool to see how you've added your own Josh spin onto all of them. So again, credit to you. You deserve to be able to recognize all of them. So. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you so much for having us on once again, man. Nah, no worries. Obviously, I don't know whether you set the record now because I interviewed you first back in January. Yeah. And then you obviously came on for Monday Lit, um, like end of November, and now you're here for yourself as well. So like, three times i don't know whether you have set a record there for like the number one person that we've interviewed like i know we've interviewed hd twice i don't know but yeah fair, fair, i think you're the first person to hit three so yeah like for yourself yeah i mean i was thinking about it you know it, it's been almost a year since you know we first got in contact with you and we first did the interview with freezy and um you know just thank you so much for supporting us you know all this time nah like, no worries i remember like when we first started up mango masala which was like end of 2020 and that was the first time like obviously setting up socials going on instagram and i remember you were one of the very first people yeah that maybe like i think maybe you followed us or you kept coming up and i was like oh, who is this josh person that i think that for me as well was like the first time that i was like oh there's actual talent in manchester is a bit of a wake-up call because i think i was quite ignorant to that before that there was actually so much south asian talent surrounding us so yeah i mean i think it's it's really important that you know we have a platform for south asian talent in manchester and you know big up all you all you guys you know for for being there no for sure and obviously big up you guys for continuing doing the good work and obviously the past month especially has been quite good for manchester in terms of um living up um to what's it called delivering the goods basically yeah. everyone's been dropping stuff and it's been yeah. doing really well but yeah, how has it been for you? Obviously, as part of the Manchester scene over the past year. Yeah, do you know, um, you know, all of us have been really active. Like, um, you know, since we dropped Monday Lit, that was, you know, I think a wake up call for the people. And um, you know, saying that look, we're here from Manchester, we're repping it strongly, and you know, we have got a scene 
here and you know since then we've all been kind of contributing to that like um you know i've just dropped my debut ep we got freezy he's dropped a new single and you know going into next year the energy is just you know we're gonna keep working hard and keep dropping stuff whether it's individually whether it's all of us some of us you know working with other people but um you know we just don't want people to sleep on us and um you know just develop the scene that we've got going and hopefully take it you know outside manchester you know to the rest of the uk then international and just see how far we go with it yeah sky's the limit right yeah definitely sure well no like i'm not it is so to me it's just so cool that all of you guys are just manchester like it's just so cool it's like every time i see like one of you guys like doing well or getting playlisted or whatever like it is like it feels like a, a win for not just you guys but for us as well so yeah. like, it's really cool to continue seeing that yeah of course man thank you so in regards to these um future projects or singles or whatever anything you can tell us or um you know i won't say too much but uh, me and kami kane have got a banger coming at the start of next year and um you know just keep an eye out for all of us and um you know because we're all going to be dropping stuff cool well, you know what actually it's actually so nice that you are our last guest of 2021 because obviously like you just said you were one of the first people that was on our radar and like yeah so thank you for being here today obviously it's quite close to christmas everything's up in the air but thank you for taking the time to speak to us and yeah, no, thank you nice. pleasure to be on the show josh by the way before i um, sign off do you want to just tell people where they can find you yeah so best place is my instagram josh.music that's j-o-a-s-h and you know just a massive big up to, to the whole mango masala team big up gains halima simran you know make sure you keep supporting them because these guys don't get enough credit oh thank you so much <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that and same for josh as well josh is he's like you're set to blow it's just a case of like when when, when is the question so like i will be continuing to support you until and after that happens so yeah thank you so much